everyone. Welcome to another week of the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is Florence Bremer here. Thank you for joining me. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys, business owners, anyone actually, moms, stay-at-home dads, whatever you are, to help with time management and lifestyle tips. I have lived in Phoenix since 1999. Before that, I lived in Chicago and was born and raised in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a mother, wife, movie enthusiast, fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Soon to be grandma, adding to the list probably in the next uh, two or three days. Besides all of this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. In the beginning of my practice, and even now, I struggle day by day to find balance between work and life. I do not have the magic answer on how to balance life in the law and life outside the law, but over the years, I've developed tips for living my best life and enjoying work and time off. As a lawyer, I feel like I am never entirely off the clock. I never step away from thinking about my cases and my clients, and it seeps into my everyday life. I do my best to enjoy my work and enjoy my time not working. So please join me on this journey in finding grace and contentment in the law. It is the not quite the beginning of summer here. Um, summer, uh, the season officially begins June. 21st, but the change has begun. We were blessed with a very wonderful spring up until a few days ago. The weather was great. It's still kind of great for for this time of year, Um, but I noticed that next week we're going to start hitting like 105, 106, I think even up to 109, and then we actually cool down to the high 90s. I know for a lot of parts of the country, you're thinking high 90s, that's going to be terrible. That's actually not so bad here. You can't go outside and lay on the sidewalk, but it's um, pleasant and your mornings are pleasant and um, you can still enjoy, you know, your day. It's You're not cooking the whole time. So what that had me thinking about was the summers. And what I do to handle the summers, and I know some places you you aren't going to have a, a summer that's as um, hard as Arizona in terms of the intense heat, but you are going to have the humidity most likely, and, and you have things that you need to deal with. Many times during the summer, I end up calling myself Magneto from the X-Men. For some reason, during the summer, I will have crazy things start to happen. One summer, I had a bee infestation in my office, and they built a gigantic hive between the ceiling and the roof, where um, it's an office with a drop-down ceiling, and the walls were dripping with honey. We came in on a Monday, and bees were flying around, and we looked up and And above the hot water heater, there was honey dripping down. And there were two giant trash bags of hives and uh, insulation. They had built their hives just within the insulation. It was the craziest thing you've ever seen. So I had that happen one summer. 
and then my the air compressor in my car melted literally melted on the way to Prescott when there was a fire as you were going up the hill and it was still in the area where it was really hot and my AC just stopped working and I was stuck on the highway for a few hours until we could turn around. I ended up missing my court hearing. I had no air conditioning for more than half of that trip. Um, and luckily my husband was with me or I probably, I don't know what I would have done. <laughs> I would have cried by myself instead of cried um, to him. He was much more calm about it when uh, than I was. That same summer, the server of my computer died, and I had to um, have the backup reinstalled on a new server. And there was just tons of other little things that were happening all at the same time. My washer went out. Um, the AC at my house went out for a little bit. That ended up being an easier fix, but it just seemed like one on top of another. And the Arizona summer... Um, it doesn't work like summers in the rest of the, the U S I always look at the magazines where they talk about the summers and it's like, oh, playing outside and having picnics and movies outside for the most part, it's just too hot to do any of that in the, our worst dog days, July, August, even into September at night, there's no relief. It's just dark it but it's only a few degrees cooler than it was so if you have a 110 degree day at night it's still 103 so what are you gonna do you're gonna have a picnic no you can't you really can't do anything and what's becomes very frustrating for me although I've tried to adjust my mindset over the years because in coming from Illinois when September hit where it was the first day of school and you would have Labor Day, which would be the end of summer. And you might have like a little, what they, I don't know if they still call it, but um, what we used to call it then was Indian summer, where you had a few days where it might warm up for a couple of days. But then you'd start to get the fall weather, the rain and the changing of the leaves. And this would start in September and it'd start to feel like football weather and it'd be cool at night. And hopefully you wouldn't get too much rain. It was always a bummer when there was a ton of rain in the fall and you didn't get to enjoy the changing of the leaves because the leaves just washed right off the trees. And then you start to see this in magazines. Um, when I get my September Vogue and they're showing all the fall fashions, it's still 105 here. So I've had to adjust my mind to think, you really, you really... You have to set your mindset that the heat's going to end at Halloween. Um, sometimes we get a little bit of a break. I, I believe last year, October was actually pretty nice. and um, But you never know how it's going to be. So I just try to program my mind to say, October is the time when we're going to start to get the better weather. Really Halloween. Um, gosh, I hate to think of the years like it's even stressing me out as I think about it a couple of years ago when it was Thanksgiving and it was so hot <laughs> I'm like come on it's Thanksgiving but in any event you really have to adjust your mind when you live in Arizona that Labor Day doesn't roll around and you can start cracking up the the sweaters there's no football weather for us I usually go to a Cardinals game in Phoenix 
Um, and I seem to always hit the earlier games and I've gone for the last couple of years. And last year I went in September and it was so hot. I remember walking across a very large parking lot, walking towards the stadium and the tops of my feet were burning through my shoes because the sun was so intense. So that's our summer and early fall here. So what do I try to do and what sort of tips do I have for you? One thing I do to try to do is schedule mindfully. For the summer, my daughter's not in school, so I can change my schedule a little bit as long as it's not a week of her activities. She's older now, so she's not scheduled to the hilt like she used to be. I want her to have some time where she can just chill or hang out with her friends. When she was seven and eight, she had some sort of camp every week. But now that she's older, um, we pick and choose what she does. So she did a half-day Bible camp last week. She's going to do a one-week theater camp in June. She's doing a one-week camp where she goes away in July um, for church. And um, she is finishing up her dance program, and then this upcoming week is her recital. So that's really it. And then any trips that we have. Um, so I can schedule a little bit different and I try to schedule very mindfully around that. So when she doesn't have anything going on, I can schedule a meeting more first thing in the morning. When she's in school, I really can't get started until about 930 to make sure she gets ready for school and she's out the door for school. And that's important to me too. I mean, she's old enough where she doesn't need me hovering over her to get ready for school, but I don't feel like a good mom or even feel like a mom if I'm just not seeing her get out the door. It makes me feel like I actually have a personal life instead of just getting to the office at eight in the morning and getting a text from her that she made it to school. So that's very important for, for me. But during the summer, I can mix that up a little bit. And because it's hot here, if I can get people's appointments done first thing in the morning, I think it's probably better for them as well. When it's really hot, I have to be very mindful of rest and hydration. There are some weeks where it's very bad, where I might have court every day. Last week I had court four out of the five days and it's in and out of the car and I just have to make sure that I'm stopping for water. You just can't leave a bottle of water in your car. You can. It'll be warm. The Actually the other day I was feeling not great. I, I have been feeling kind of run down and there was a bottle of water in my car and it was very warm like hot tea temperature from being in my car and I actually drank it and it made me feel pretty good because it was sort of like drinking some hot tea. I have to make sure that I stop for lunch and just get out of my car for a little bit. I have to make sure that I don't leave my laptop sitting in the car or it'll just get way way too overheated and I try to give myself breaks between courts and meetings. Um, I've had so many times where I'm getting out of court you know, say 1030. And then I have a meeting. You know what? This actually happened on Friday. So I can give it as an example. I had a court hearing at 1030. I um, 
thought I would be done in about half an hour. It was more like an hour. I was kind of doing okay. I stopped and grabbed a bagel and a Diet Coke to eat in the car. And then on the way home, um, I hit a huge, huge patch of traffic. It was the Friday traffic that's headed up north, and it delayed me quite a bit. I was able to make up some of the time, um, but I ended up being late for my meeting. My client was very understanding, and I had actually given her a heads up that I don't think I'm going to be late, but I might be. So, you know, if I'm if I'm not there, you'll just be hanging out for a few minutes. And I think I, and I made up some time, and I ended up being about five minutes late. But what I try to do is give myself bigger breaks between courts and meetings. Sometimes I can't do it. I mean, there's only so many hours in the day. You know, when you're trying to schedule stuff, um, it's not like, eh, maybe I could schedule at 9 o'clock at night, but I'm not going to. <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't work for clients. It doesn't work for me. So I just have to very mindfully be scheduling it. And I try to make the breaks a treat. Like if I have a chance to stop somewhere between court and a meeting, I'm going to pick a place. I'm not I, I don't eat McDonald's anyways, but I'm not going to go through the McDonald's drive-thru. I'm going to go to a place that has a great sandwich or a vegan restaurant that has lunch specials or a vegetarian restaurant that has a good lunch, something like that. So it feels like a little bit of a treat. Also, during the summer, I try to get in some naps. I try to take one day a week where I go home for an hour and lay down, or I get home from court and I take off my suit and just lay down for an hour and just cool down. The worst part of my summer is the suits and the shoes and the heels. It's too much. I've considered different sorts of ways of dressing, and I'm just not comfortable going to court not being in a suit. I have a few hearings that I'll go to where I'll wear a business dress, but if I'm in trial, I I have to be in a suit. But if I have a quick hearing, if it's a 10-minute hearing with the court, I might wear a dress for that and, and maybe a jacket over it. So I'm just always constantly thinking of what I'm wearing, where I have to walk, all that sort of thing. And so that's another big part of my summer is figuring out to wear, what to wear. There are hearings when I have them downtown. Downtown, um, the I'm very lucky in the sense that I work in Phoenix. And there's if you have a hearing downtown, there's parking all around. But of course, it's it's like a downtown parking, not like a New York parking, but like a regular downtown parking where you're going to have to park and then maybe have to walk a bit. And you might be carrying files and that sort of thing. So I really think about my day. Um, how far do I have to walk? What is the terrain that I'm walking on? What am I carrying? I have in my car what I call emergency flip-flops. They're just a pair of $1 Old Navy black flip-flops that I can throw on and throw into a trial briefcase if I need to get out of my shoes for a little bit. If you are in trial or you're working, so if you're not an attorney and you're working on, say, a project 
that's keeping you in a certain area. Or for me, again, a trial where I might be downtown every day for four days, consider getting a hotel. In Phoenix, during the summer, hotels are very reasonable. And you can get it, you know, maybe a hundred a night, less than a hundred a night. And then you don't have to have the commute and you have a, um, a place where you can have like a station to set everything up for your trial. I don't do that very often because in some ways it can be more inconvenient. During the summer, traffic a lot of times um, is so much better than during the spring. When we have um, visitors and spring training and ASU students and the snowbirds, the traffic is is very bad. Um, Again, I can't complain. It's not New York. It's not San Francisco. It's not Chicago. But it's worse than we're used to at times. Um, So I may not do the hotel thing because sometimes it's easier just to go home and not have to like pack up my toiletries and a week of clothes and things like that. But I have done that. Um, Another thing I do is have everything I need in the car. I have it as a mobile office. I put my files on the front seat and I make sure that I have a charger at all times in the car um, for my phone or um, to charge my tablet as well. I don't keep it a mess though. It is not, it is clean. And when I get back to the office or back to my house, the car is cleaned out. These files do not exist in there on a permanent basis. Um, I take everything out every night. If I'm, if I have court in the morning, the last thing I may do is put the files into the car, but they're not staying in there permanently. I'm keeping it clean. I'm keeping it organized. That's a very important for my mindset. If my car was a mess, I would feel like I was a mess. Another thing I do, and especially during the summer, is I don't try to answer calls while I'm driving. I am more stressed out while I'm driving around and especially with the heat and the sun it's a very distracting and so to add a phone call to it it doesn't work here's another thing about phone calls in the car most of the time for me I usually need to write something down from the phone call I'm not able to do it and so there's been times where you know maybe I'll do a quick phone call and then I might have to call my office and say Can you write this down for me? So none of this is optimal. Um, And you just want to be careful when you're driving. You don't want to get in an accident because of these these calls. So I listen to podcasts and audiobooks. Podcasts are free. Audiobooks um, can be free if you get them through the library. So find things that will, you know, distract you. A lot of times, too, if I'm going to court and I've been prepping like crazy, when I go get into the car for an hour and listen to a podcast and then get to court, I feel so much better um, rather than just ruminating about the hearing. I've already prepared, so there's nothing I can do in the car except for worry. So if I listen to a podcast, it clears my mind and kind of resets me for my argument. 
Another thing I do, and I call it the Florence Brummer School of One Lane Driving, I try to stay in one lane, and before I even go where I'm going, I think about the drive there and what lane can I stay in that will give me the least amount of transfers from lane to lane. I don't know if you're like me. Sometimes I'll be driving and someone will, you know, be zipping from lane lane to lane. And I'll keep an eye on them. I'll say, you know, I'm going to look at that red Lexus. And I get to my exit and then there they are. And I'm like, you didn't even get anywhere. And you were zipping around. And were you stressing yourself out? And then, but staying in one lane, you know, maybe it, I, I don't know. I, I can't say for sure. Maybe it cuts a couple minutes off of my commute. Maybe if I was being more aggressive, um, I could get there a little faster. But my guess is it's by two or three minutes. So I'm going to make sure that I have enough time and just drive there more leisurely. Make sure you have screens in your car for your dash. It is a necessity in Arizona, and it makes your car 10 to 15 degrees cooler when you get into it, and it makes the steering wheel where you can touch it. I'm not great about this. I have the screens in my car, but when I get out of the car and it's all nice and air-conditioned, I sometimes don't think about it and I really have to be more cognizant of that because it takes two seconds to put up the screens and and saves your comfort also when you get back in your car and the screens are up if you need to look at your phone and answer a couple of text messages you have a nice cool screened in car eyeball your calendar for the rest of the year so usually by June I pull my calendar for the rest of the year and really think about what I have going on. The next couple of months are very busy for me for work. I am in an unfortunate situation where I have two jury trials coming up in a short period of time. It's kind of crazy because for jury trials, I I, I was actually in a pretrial conference for one last week and the judge said 0.4 of all cases go to a jury um they 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 mostly settle or something else happens or they're resolved by some other manner summary judgment something like that um so 0.4 of all cases that's thousands of cases every year and then a handful go to trial i have two coming up i have one in july i have one in august so I really have to think about my calendar for the summer and then also the rest of the year because if there's going to be any scheduling going on in July and August, it's going to be, um, it has to be very structured because I don't have the flexibility for a whole week in July and a little bit over a week in August. Um, And then in September... I am not scheduling any trials because that is going to be my month to get some travel done. I'll still be working. This is the goal. I'll still be working, but I'll be working remotely and um, not being in the heat in Phoenix. Also during the summer, 
Although I always stay really busy, I can't explain it. Maybe it's something about the longer days or working around opposing counsel's travel schedules and the judges and vacation schedules and the judges have judicial conferences. So you have some time to like rethink some things. So I like to rethink my marketing. Think what's working and what's not. Because there's payments that might just be coming directly out of my account. And I have to think about those. Is this something that's giving me a benefit or is it not giving me a benefit? So my schedule's different. My like I said, I I'm not really in a slowdown period, but the longer days I think gives me a little more of an edge. Plus my daughter's not in school, so that's always helpful. And you have to rethink that. Rethink your um computer accessories and software. Is there a software that can help you? Is there an accessory that can help you? Recently, I bought an iPad Air. I have had several iPads over the years. I had the very, very first one. I've had a mini. I've had the big pro. And just now I went back to the regular size, but bought an Air. And why did I do that? It's because I had to rethink what was working for me. The pro was, the pro is nice. It's the size of a laptop. It's not heavy, but when you're carrying it around, I realized uh, about a year ago, I really needed a laptop. Um, It's just easier when you're typing. It's easier with the mouse built in. And so the pro itself wasn't doing it for me when I, especially when I needed to draft documents and I was doing more and more work sort of on the go and at home when it was quiet. So I I needed this laptop and the laptop has been a godsend, but I've been carrying a laptop and the pro. My, the other thing is my husband likes to use the pro on, on things that, um, you know, we're, we're all getting older. And if he's working on something like say the air conditioner and he wants to watch a video, he'd rather watch it on the pro. So I felt like he was grabbing that quite a bit and I wasn't didn't mind so much because it was heavy. And so if I was either traveling out of state or even going to court, I was carrying a laptop and the iPad Pro. It was too much. And I need the iPad. I was trying to do everything on the laptop. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to carry a um, tablet anymore. I'm going to have my phone, which is the iPhone 7 Plus. I'm still on an older one, but it's working great. So it's like, why upgrade? Um, It's working fine now. So I have this phone working great. It's a bigger phone and I have the laptop. So I'm thinking I can do everything, but it was turning out that I couldn't. And so I started researching the different iPads and I decided to go with the iPad Air because it was lighter. There was also um, a cover that you could get for the iPad that had a little keyboard built into it. And I always feel like I need a keyboard. Typing on the screen doesn't work for me. And even though I had the laptop, there was just some things where you would want to grab something light and maybe send a quick email. And an iPad with a keyboard was the way to go. I also read a ton of transcripts. And because I was finding that my phone was not optimal viewing for the transcripts, and because... um, I wasn't carrying the pro anymore. And 
it wasn't working to read the transcripts really on the computer because I would need to type also. So I needed something separate from the computer. Um, when I was doing my drafting, um, I needed my laptop for, you know, for drafting the brief. So I couldn't, I couldn't do both. I tried, like tried to read the transcript and then skip over to Word and type. And it just doesn't work that way because you oftentimes need to look at the transcript while you're formulating your ideas. So I, I bought the iPad Air. Also for travel, um, you know, I go a couple places during the year and with airport airplane travel I really like having something I can watch movies on and um, and work on so the iPad Pro was the way to go for me another tip that I have for the summer is have a weekend checklist and I used to do a weekend checklist that was so detailed where it would say 8 to 10 a.m., go into the office. Um, 10 to 11, take a walk. Uh, 3 to 4, go to church. Um, 2 to 4, read transcripts. 5 to 6, spend time with family. And that doesn't work. You, you cannot live a super scheduled life like that. So what, would I, what do I do instead? I take a small piece of notebook paper. I always carry a little notebook. And in that notebook... I write my weekend checklist and it will say things as, um, as common as walk. Like every Saturday I write walk because every Saturday I take a walk. Um, yesterday was my birthday party. My birthday is on Monday. I'm going to be 47. Never thought I'd be this old, but my family planned going out for pizza on Saturday, a couple of days before my birthday. So I wrote that down. 1 p.m. birthday. Um, 4 p.m. church. Um, I'm lucky with the church that I go to. They have five different services. That's something that's extremely workable for me because if I don't hit the early one, I might hit the late one. If I don't hit Saturday, then I'll hit Sunday. So it's very convenient for me. I'll write groceries. Um, I will write, call my mom. I'll write something, literally I will write, rest. Today on, in my notebook paper for Sunday, it says rest. Um, Sunday is the one day of the week where I usually don't have to set an alarm unless something is going on. And I treasure that day. Even though this morning I got up at 7.30, which is later for me. But not getting up with an alarm, it feels like Christmas. It's just the best. So this is the stuff I write on there. I will write, read transcripts. Um, I'll write, answer emails Sunday night. A big thing for me about the weekend is I try not to look at my work emails until Sunday night. Otherwise, I'm finding... Um, I'm finding that if I look at emails, say, on Saturday morning, I am visibly shaken by them because it's just, if there's an email that maybe, you know, say for instance, has a motion for summary judgment that needs to be answered, and it's not like 
the motion for summary judgment has to be answered by Monday morning. So if I look at that on a Saturday morning, all day Saturday and all day Sunday, I'm thinking starting Monday, I got to start prepping to get this motion done. I've ruined my weekend for no reason. And, you know, I've had a couple of weeks lately where I've, I've had some trials that have come up where I've had to look at emails over the weekend. And so sometimes you can't avoid it. But if I can, I will say, look at my emails on Sunday night. I will wait till the sun goes down because I don't want to spend any of the daylight looking at emails. I might do other stuff. Like today is Sunday morning as I record this. And I've been up for a couple of hours and I read through a transcript while I was having coffee and, um, you know, making some notes on some other stuff that I'm working on, reading through a draft complaint that we have drafted at my office, but not the emails. And that, I'm, I'm telling you, if you can get a, a day or two away from your emails, that will have a huge impact on your life. I do not have my work emails go to my phone. Um, I know there's probably a way where I could switch it off and then switch it back on. But rather than that, my emails go to my desktop and I can log into my desktop. But like I said, I'm not going to do that until Sunday night when the sun goes down as I'm winding down the weekend and getting ready for the beginning of the week. It makes such a difference. For the summer, what can you do on your personal side? So that's work, like we've talked about work. And, and it does mix in some personal in there. But make sure on your personal side, you, you celebrate the things that are great. My family planned um, going out for pizza yesterday. Very simple for my birthday. It felt so decadent because we were all together. They had uh, a cake made for me and there were presents and we were laughing and it was great. Um, my grandchild is going to be born any day, literally any day. We're just waiting. And um, there's just been a lot of my daughter who's pregnant coming over and just kind of hanging out because she's uncomfortable and um, her stomach's getting bigger and she, you know, she's not in a condition where she can go out with friends. So she's going to be home with her mom. So she's been coming over and hanging out. So spend that time with your family. The longer daylight hours for me really makes it an optimal time for spending time together. Like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, we're not out picnicking. It doesn't work that way. It's too hot. But, um, you know, we might get in the pool and we, um, you know, maybe can sit in the shade on the patio or just sit in the house with uh, the TV playing in the background. I've noticed on regular TV, they have great movies playing all of the time. Like they have the Marvel movies playing all of the time. Um, they had a Ghostbusters marathon yesterday. These are movies that you've seen, or maybe you haven't seen them, but they don't require sitting down and ingesting every frame of it. So that's what we've just kind of had on as we've been hanging out and talking. 
So spend time with your family is what I'm saying. Another thing is get out of town. I'm, this is a summer where, again, with my trial schedule, it's not going to be a great summer for me, you know, and I'm trying to gear up for that and stay positive about it. But I do have a trip before it all begins um, at the end of June that I'm taking with my brother, nephew, and um, daughter, where we're going to Universal Studios and touring around. I just booked a house in Coronado between my two trials on Airbnb, um, and we're going to take my daughter and her fiancé and the baby and um, I'll go to Coronado together. I've gone to Coronado, which is an island um, kind of off of San Diego. I've gone to Coronado every year for about the last five years. The first year I went, I went for a continuing legal education. They have one there every year from the state bar. And I enjoyed it, but I was in a class the whole time. So it was fine, but not great. And I always have tons of CLE. So when we went back, I decided not to go back for the CLE by the sea. But we stayed at the same hotel, which is the Del Coronado, which is a great hotel. Um, A lot of Some Like It Hot that Marilyn Monroe was in was filmed there. And they have, you know, posters of her from the movie that you can buy. And they there's a little channel that plays a historical video about the Coronado that just is played on a loop and every year when we get there the first thing we do is is watch it there's a like a built-in mini mall and it's very close to Orange Avenue which is the main street of Coronado so there's an old-fashioned movie theater and restaurants and I just really enjoy it Um, and we always stay at the Dell well, this year, we, my daughter's going to be on maternity leave, and we wanted them to come with. And just trying to stay at the Dell was really cost prohibitive. We could get two hotel rooms that already takes an, what's already an expensive trip and doubles the price. Um, or we could cram into one hotel room, <laughs> which just didn't seem great to me. I think it was it was doable, but not optimal, especially the one bathroom thing. I was like really having a hard time with that with it would have been four adults, a 12 year old and a baby and we're sharing one bathroom. It sounded not fun to me. So I started looking. I never really thought I would do this. Um, I looked at Airbnb and found a little cottage and rented it. It was um less than the price of the hotel room for one night for one hotel room we won't have the view of the beach and the view of the ocean but I think we'll still have fun I will report back in July and let everybody know the person who we're renting from had already sent me a cute email um, welcoming me to the house and thanking me for the reservation And the pictures look really nice. So I guess we'll see. I'm starting to feel like if you're traveling as a group, if you're, if you're one or two people, I think the hotel room is great. If you're traveling as a family, I don't think you can be doing the Airbnb. And there's another one too, that someone told me is great. Um, that's like Airbnb, but I can't remember. Probably my listeners know better than I do. And, um, 
I think you can't beat it. You can't beat having the kitchen and being able to cook and having drinks and snacks in the fridge. Um, so it's trying something new, which I'm not always great about, but I'm going to go ahead and do that. I always have a list of things that I do to stay out of the heat. Movies and malls and bookstores and the library are my big ones. Um, movies for me and in Arizona are great. There's always fun summer movies. Uh, the mall is good. Um, I love going to the library. The library is built-in entertainment. You can get books, you can get movies, you can get music, you can get audiobooks, whatever you want. And I love it because if you don't like it, you haven't spent any money and you don't feel obligated to finish it. There's been so many times where I've read a book review and it sounds like a great book so I bought it or ordered it and I'm like mm, it's not that good and I really don't want to finish it but I finish it because I put money into it the library eh, you read a few chapters whatever you don't like it you can put it back in the return pile I have a tip for the movies it's called the movie bag I always put um blankets in it and anything you need for the movies. I usually go to Harkins, so we'll have the have popcorn bags and have um, our drink refill cups. And so that goes into the movie bag as well. Blankets are great because you're wearing summer clothes and then you go into the movie theater and it's Arctic temperatures and then you cover up with a blanket. I don't really see anyone do that except for us and it is my favorite thing like I I came up with it a few years ago when my girls were always complaining how cold the movies were so I said well bring blankets and w a lot of times we had blankets in the car anyways and then it just morphed into a movie bag and I don't really sneak food in, but um, I have snuck in soup, which I know is probably like, sounds like who eats soup in a movie, but eating soup in a movie is really fun. Okay. Um, another thing to do during the summer is just stay at home, relax at home, have stacks of magazines, do laundry at the same time. Usually during the summer, if I'm staying at home, I like to make a salad or a pasta salad, just something that's kind of cool to eat. And you can just open up the fridge and put it in a little bowl and yum, it's great. Is there some things that you can get rid of during the summer? I don't try to stay packed to the hilt with activities during the summer. That's why now that my daughter's older, she's not scheduled every second of the summer. So lose some kids' activities if you still have kids. Take advantage of the, of the looser schedule if possible. I also just naturally lose some things, um, which is good because things like your, um, you know, maybe like if you have a weekly group that you're part of, a lot of times you take the summer off or take an extended, you know, take a month off, something along those lines. Do that if you can. Pick some shows to binge over the summer and be mindful and careful about it. Make sure it's something you really want to watch. Orange is the New Black is coming out for its last season in July. I'm very excited about that. 
I am going to try Claws, C-L-A-W-S. My It's on TNT. My sister-in-law said it's a great show. Um, I just binged um, Black Mirror on Netflix. They just released a mini season of three episodes. So that was an easy binge. That took no time. I was able to do it in two evenings. Um, that was good. If you watch Black Mirror... Um, go ahead and watch those. The first one was, the first and the third one I thought were very good. The second was okay. I mean, it's worth watching, but it's kind of okay. If you have never watched Black Mirror before, give it a try. They're, they are uh, episodes that at, that are like a Twilight Zone, if you remember the show The Twilight Zone, where there's always sort of like a a little sting at the end, a little twist at the end. And, and most of them have to do with the modern world and technology. Some take place in the current and then have to do with technology, but some take place in like a near distant future. There are some that are, are just classics. If you look at, if you're sort of not sure where to start and you don't want to just start at the beginning, there are lists where they rank the best to worst Black Mirror episodes and go along the list. Um, I'll tell you something. In this last season, there was a Miley Cyrus episode. I thought that was a really good one. I really liked it. It reminded me of like a twisted Hannah Montana episode. My kids always watched Hannah Montana. And um, and I thought Miley was really good in it. And they had some fake songs. She was a pop star. And they had some fake songs for her. And I thought they were kind of fun. So it, I liked it. And then I was trying to figure out who an actress was in the show. And it came up in an article that said, worst Black Mirror episode ever. So, you know, on the rankings, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt. Because what you may like may not be what someone else likes. But I've had a good time over the years watching Black Mirror. If you have some time, binge the Into the Dark series on um, Hulu. It is horror movies that are like an hour 15 to an hour 30. So they're very short. They started in October with a Halloween episode. And each month they, there has been an episode related to that month. The only one I skipped was April it was called Treehouse. Everyone told me it was terrible. And I'm talking about everyone who's in my family. So I thought, well, you know what? If they're saying they don't like it, I'm not going to waste my time on it. But everything else that I've seen so far has been great. I started the June episode yesterday, and it was significantly creepy. And um, I fell asleep, though, so I got to go back and, and rewatch it. But pick shows that you like. I mean, it might be a time to binge Top Chef or whatever it is that you're into. And there are so many streaming platforms and easy ways to watch something that, you know, pick something to watch and something that maybe you haven't had time during like the regular season and you want to catch up on it. All right. On the work side, I said take a nap and get sleep. On the personal side, I'm going to say take a nap and get sleep. Um, another thing for me that's good to take advantage of is online grocery delivery. One of my least favorite things ever was being hot and then going into a grocery store and loading up the cart 
and then bagging the groceries and then taking them home and taking them out of the out of the uh, car into the house. It's it's no fun. It's no fun for me. I know some people love the grocery store. I don't. I feel like it takes up a significant chunk of time. Every now that I've started doing grocery delivery, every once in a while I'll go and sort of browse around and see if there's something new that I don't know about and maybe buy a few things. And that becomes fun because I'm not doing this giant food shopping. So I do the online shopping. I do the pickup. You can have it delivered. I don't know why I'm still doing the pickup. It just feels, I don't know, what I want to do. And it cuts off a few hours of work out of my weekend where I might spend, I could never have a, a quick um, grocery trip. It just never worked for me. I was always there at least for an hour or two. So now I do it online and when I'm doing it online, I ask everybody in the house, is there something that you want? I can just add it to the the cart and the pick it up when I make an appointment to pick it up. So the only thing it leaves me is taking it out of the car and unpacking it. But when that's the only thing you have to do, not too bad. I also like to order fun foods through the internet. There are some websites that will have things that you like. For me, it's always vegetarian options. Um, so I order from um, a vegan butcher shop from Minneapolis. It's called the um, Ervorious Butcher. And they have vegan steaks and vegan ribs and vegan chicken and vegan cheeses. And it's so fun. It's so fun to get that box. And then I'll order from a couple of websites like Brandless or Thrive um, and get boxes of just fun treats. Find out what you like and, and order it. Um, there may be some sort of, you know, whatever it is that you, you're looking for, um, a special cut of meat or uh, a fancy cookie or something. Order it and have it delivered to you. With Arizona, during the summer, there's great restaurant deals. The restaurants are more quiet and there's less traffic. Summers are not great for the restaurant business in Arizona. So I really feel for those people. But as a consumer, you're not waiting an hour for a seat. Um, and there's lots of specials. So look for those as well. I like to um, go to museums. And just walk around. I try to get, I go back and forth between different museums getting annual um, annual passes. Um, an annual pass usually pays for like one and a half of the trips that you take there. And sometimes you can get them at silent auctions. So you're donating to charity and getting your annual pass. Um, there's places you can go and you can paint as a group. One that I went to in Glendale, it's called Go Paint, like Van Gogh, G-O-G-H. I had a, I, I won some tickets from a silent auction or bought some from a silent auction. And I went with my daughter. So the four of us went and painted maybe, gosh, time flies, but I'm, I would say maybe like a year ago, over a year ago. So we went and I always thought this was great. I would love to come back as a group. And then for 
one of our birthday parties, I had it scheduled at Go Painting, and uh, like 16 or 17 of us went and painted, and it was super fun. We had the, because we rented it for a party, we had the whole place to ourselves. Um, we brought in snacks, and they were, which they were totally good with. It wasn't like we were sneaking them in. We brought in snacks. We were laughing. They had music playing. We had the greatest time. So if you can find something like that where it gets you out of the heat and gives you a little activity, go for it. Another thing is organize your closet. This is a big one for me. My closet just gets to be a mess. And then I start looking and I'm looking. I'm like, okay, you haven't worn this in not just a year, which is the rule. If you haven't worn it in a year, get rid of it. But maybe a couple of years. And then so I'll try to do some purging and then try to organize a bit as well. Make your self-care appointments. I try to make um, appointments to get my hair done, get a facial, any doctor's appointments that I need. And also, you know, maybe littler things like getting your nails done or getting a massage. Um, whatever it is that you need, make those appointments. Get yourself taken care of. Cross out everything on your to-do list that is not necessary or beneficial. There was something that I had on my to-do list, which was, it was something where on the marketing side, where I had to check in with it all the time. And I had it constantly on my to-do list and I was constantly doing it and sort of updating it. And then I realized I don't need to do this. I can still get the benefit from it without doing what I'm doing. So rethink that stuff. And if there's something you can cross off, cross it off. You know, you take time is so limited. We can't get more of it. And if you can find a way to get rid of something or say no to something, do it. Um, you, you just have to, you know, you have to go see a baseball game. I try to see a baseball game once a year. I went to my, well, actually it'll be twice a year that I'm going to, which was just sort of accidental and not that I mind, but it's just kind of nice to go to the ballpark with, for me, for baseball, I don't even need to pay attention. I'm just sort of happy to be there. It just feels like a nice summer activity. Um, and I went last Sunday and this sort of leads me into the cross something out on your to-do list. I had the baseball game scheduled and then I was also invited to a graduation party. I probably could have went to the baseball game and then drove like a maniac and went to the graduation party. But I decided you need to say no to the graduation party. It's just too much to get in one day. Um, it, it, the graduation party was far from my house. And I would have had stress in trying to get it done. And, and it was butting up to the baseball game, which I had bought tickets for forever ago. So sometimes you just can't do it all. Cross something off if you can't do it. All right. That is my summer tips. I'm going to give a couple reviews on some movies that I've just seen and a um, book that I'm reading right now. There's a couple movies out at the movies, and I'm sort of behind on movies right now. Like, I haven't seen the new Aladdin. I don't know if I'm up for seeing not Robin Williams as the genie. Um, when anyone has mentioned it, I've kind of been like, hmm, you know, why? 
like Robin Williams was so great. And I love Will Smith too. Um, but I just haven't been up to it. There's the new X-Men movie. Um, I was going to see it this weekend. Maybe I'll still see it today. I'm not sure, but there's a couple that I've seen. And a lot of times my movie choices end up getting picked on the length of the movie. If the movie is an hour and a half to an hour, 45 minutes, a lot of times that sells me on the movie. So a couple weeks ago, I saw Brightburn and A Dog's Journey, polar opposites of movies. But if you like um, horror and if you like superhero movies, Brightburn is a pretty good movie. I was completely turned off by the previews. I thought it looked stupid. I thought that the characters looked annoying. It was a terribly cut preview. And I'm glad I gave that movie a chance because I really enjoyed it it's gory um if you know it has like the superhero angle to it but it's got a ton of gore in it and a dog's journey was just a very very sweet movie I didn't want to see it because any movie with a dog always makes me cry but my sister-in-law and my daughter wanted to see it so I went with and and I cried of course here I'm gonna give you a movie to skip it's called Ma, M-A. It's with Octavia Spencer. She is the only reason to see that movie. She um, is a, such a good actress, and she was great in it. She's always great in everything. But the movie was weird. I have this theory that they filmed the movie. It was not playing well for test audiences, and they refilmed a lot of scenes. There were plot points that were opened up and then never went anywhere. Allison Janney, who is an Oscar-winning actress, was in the movie, just weirdly in the movie, as Octavia Spencer's boss, just would come into a room and yell at her and leave. Um, I'm like, what is this? And then, all you know, like all this stuff happened, and then the climax was like, all pushed together in the last 10 minutes of the movie and I'm I guess I won't say too many plot points unless you want to see it but there was this huge plot point regarding Octavia Spencer's family that just sort of went nowhere and didn't make any sense why it was happening so skip it or wait till it comes out on Redbox so that oh and I just wanted to give you a quick book recommendation. Um, I go to CCV for church and they often have really good guest speakers. And they had an author um, around Mother's Day and his name was Bob Goff, G-O-F-F. And he was, his enthusiasm was infectious. He was so funny. He was so enthusiastic. He was so happy to be there. And it made me want to get the two books and try them that he um, wrote. And he wrote two books called Everybody Always and Becoming Love. Um, uh, I'm sorry, the second one is Love Does. So the one I'm reading right now is Everybody Always. And the subtitle is Becoming Love in a World Full of Setbacks and Difficult People. And the subtitle really spoke to me because I think we all feel it. We feel that the world has a lot of setbacks and there's a lot of 
difficult people. And I am in the first few chapters of the book, and it's really making me feel a lot more positive about stuff. I tend to get very negative. I tend to get very down on having a schedule where I'm working like crazy. And very coincidentally, I was kind of complaining this week before I, I picked up this book yesterday from the library and I'm and, and pretty far into it and many chapters into it. But a few days ago, I was just sort of complaining and ruminating to my husband. Uh, I schedule and da 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 and all this and um and at the same time um they were sort of asking me what I wanted for my birthday and I said there's this book written by Brian Gardner where he talks about oral arguments <laughs> and I said I would really love that book because it would fit great in my purse and I love to read about oral arguments and everybody was laughing at me because who reads about oral arguments but I I really do it's something that's a kind of a passion of mine but in any event I was like talking about this and and he said to me what are you going to do when this is all done he said you love this you really love this you love helping people like this is what you do and it really made me think about it it is what I do you know I this is why I do it it's to help people and I have to learn to not be such a complainer. And then I got this book. And basically that's what it is, which is love. You just have to love. And when things are difficult and people are difficult, keep your head up and keep loving. So thank you everyone so much. I'll be back in a week. I hope you're enjoying the start of your summer. You can find me on Facebook under my name. You can find me on Instagram and Tumblr under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Twitter under Florence Law. You can listen to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Sorry about the long podcast today. Um, I guess I just had a lot to talk about. I'll be back next week, hopefully with some baby news to report. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye.